0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to part three of our three part season preview uh, series here that we've we've had going over the last couple weeks. In case you are confused, uh, this is Big Ten Hoops weekly, and I'm Brett and I'm here with my co-host as always Steve Steve, how are we doing? I am not confused at all how are how are you doing, Brett? I'm good. I'm just honestly getting more excited by the day uh for the start of the college basketball season. Yeah, I think uh you know, we've we've already done some significant deep dives into all 14 Big 10 teams uh for better and for worse and I think now it's time to uh get into more individual performances um and, and and awards uh for this upcoming season um our our preseason choices for uh, several of the, uh, the awards that will be handed out at the end of the season. Um, so I guess just a little, a little background before we dive into it. Um, I know the big 10 put out a list of 10 guys that were, I I believe that was just the all conference team. And I think, you know, that's, that's obviously a lot, a lot of, a lot of content there, but, uh, I think we're going to stick with the, just our picks for first team. We'll do player of the year, freshman of the year, defensive player of the year, coach of the year. And, um, that's uh, that should that should cover it from a a uh, perspective heading into the season to give you enough content uh, to really have uh, as we head into the start of the season. So uh, Steve, if you do you have anything before we dive in?
1: I think we'll we'll also give you guys our our thoughts on who we think will land on the first first team all conference as well. Um, just so you have a sense of like who we think the top five guys are going going into it. But yeah, um, we're just gonna kind of take you through our our picks here
0: yeah and uh you know you you it is never too early to prep uh for thanksgiving arguments about big 10 basketball um so you know give this a couple listens uh really uh, become familiar with the top names in the conference and you'll be able to go head to head with every penn state fan at your thanksgiving so with that in mind uh i why don't we just start start right from the top and uh go with first team i believe uh that we have a bunch of similarities here. So I think that we can uh maybe do you want to just start with, with uh someone you want to talk about that's on your first team and we can go from there?
1: Sure. Yeah. And actually maybe we should start at the most controversial position going into this. Um not that we necessarily did this by traditional positions, but I decided to put a point guard on here, which um, again, I know we're all still probably getting used to the new rosters this year, but you look up and down the conference at point guard, and yeah, you know, it, it it'll take you on an adventure. Um, <laughs> so I have, I mean, and it's weird for me to call this guy a mainstay, but I have I have Chucky Hepburn on the first team, um, almost in a way by default when you look at the other point guards here. I think again, just thinking back to the previews, we mentioned transfer point guards a lot. And that was a theme last year. It's going to continue to be a theme this year, but um, and I think it's going to lead to a lot of teams sort of struggling out of the gate as they get their facilitator um, acclimated to offenses. But I I think Chucky Heppard's a really good player. You saw flashes of him being like in a way he's like a Jordan Taylor esque type point guard at Wisconsin, where you know, um, really really good one on one. Uh, you know and can get into the paint late in the shot guys late in the shot clock so i I see him on the first team and and that may be our most i think controversial position as we get into this
0: yeah I, I think that you bring up a good point um I feel like I've, I've in doing research for this episode obviously looking at a bunch of preseason projections uh writers picks uh kind of every every everyone you can kind of think of um this is definitely gonna be a year of the big uh in the Big 10 um even though you're you're going to be missing a bunch of guys from last year um there's still uh, like a, a going to be a lot of dominant big men in this league um so there were some projections I saw that had a first team of basically all of no guards and I think that's fair um I obviously also think that it's fair to kind of have a have to have a point guard cuz that would be your tradition traditional first team um so I think it's it's a very interesting pick and I think if Wisconsin's going to live up to where we have them ranked, he'll basically have to perform at an all-Big Ten level. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm never going to turn down a good Jordan Taylor comparison. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, definitely definitely got to watch. Um, I, I personally did not have him on my first team. Is that because you had Johnny Davis on your first team last year and I didn't, and then he won player of the year? Maybe. Who's to say? But, no, I think that's that's a very good good analysis. And I think I'll pu- I'll go with my first choice of someone that you don't have uh, on your list. And this was a very late change for me. Um, but, you know, I think if if we're going to anoint the Illinois Fighting line as Big Ten champs, uh, there's got to be someone on the first team just to kind of make that happen. And so I'm going to go with Terrence Shannon, um, the transfer. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Steve's looking at me weirdly. I changed it, but just on my own notes, I guess not in our shared doc. But I'm going to go with Terrence Shannon, the, the transfer from Texas Tech. Um, that's going to be a focal point of uh, Brad Underwood's offense, as well as uh, a a staple on the defensive end, he comes with he comes in with with a lot of big game experience, playing for uh, some very solid Texas Tech teams, and is kind of going to be one of those guys that is counted on, especially late late clock, um, in you know with the game on the line, to to use his experience and kind of be a guy that can that can be counted at the end of the game for Brad Underwood. So I'm I'm putting him him up there.
1: And, and I think, you know, we, we did talk about this in our team previews, but the, the, the question with Illinois is going to be, yeah, they've got a lot of nice pieces coming together, but who who's going to be their kind of guy that takes the big shot at the end of the game. And, you know, maybe it is Terrence Shannon. I um, mean, he, he didn't strike me as that type of a player at Texas tech, but I mean, obviously people all across the big Ten are just gushing at his athletic ability Uh, His ability to be a 3D guy, ability to make stuff happen in transition. Uh, So I I hear you on the potential, uh, but we know that Brad Underwood has had issues putting pieces together in the past. And so we'll see if that can happen. I think maybe now let's, let's move to the bigs, because I think, you know, we were pretty aligned on our bigs that we see on the, the first team um, in terms of Hunter Dickinson, Zach Eady, and Trace Jackson Davis, I guess any, anything notable with them as far as um, what we think their ceilings are going into the year? That's
0: a, that's a really interesting question. Cause I think, you know, these are all guys that we've seen in the league for multiple years and we, I, I don't think it's a, a super controversial take to say that we kind of know exactly what they're going to bring. Um, I guess going, going back, guy by guy with dickinson you want to see an expanded three point game um you know he he started shooting the ball pretty well last year um so i'd like to see him become a little bit more consistent in that regard and i'd also like to see him play defense and i think that that will obviously help help michigan be better but i think that improves his um likelihood of another first team appearance and and potentially more as we'll we'll get into later um, and I think with Jackson Davis, it's more expanding his offensive side. Um, you know, we've seen him become uh, a, a, stab- a, a really stabilizing force into, into on, the, on the defensive end um, and for an Indiana team that really got a lot better at defense as the, as the season rolled on last year. So I think I'd like to see him develop more of a jumper, and I think that he's going to be looking to do that as he kind of looks to improve his draft stock also. But I'd also hope that, you know, if I'm an Indiana fan that that kind of searching for his outside shot doesn't come at the expense of the team's success.
1: Yeah. And I, I think with Trace Jackson Davis, it's interesting, right? Because he, you almost wonder like how much can, can he really like be that much better than last year from like a productivity yep. standpoint. And you're exactly right. Like the only way he does that is if he expands his offensive game. But but frankly, I mean, if Indiana's going to be like a top corner of the conference team, um, I'm not saying his productivity is gonna have to go down, but he's the, the rest of the supporting cast around him is gonna have to play better to make that happen. And so, like I, I think his ceiling is the lowest of the three, you know, big guys that we're talking about, um, at least relative to last year. I agree with you on Dickinson. You know, he he he's not gonna improve athletically. You know, which will limit his ability. I, I think specifically on the defensive end. But what he can get better at is shooting, and and I think that's the way that he improves. I think Zach Eady is is interesting, right? Because for him, it's almost he just needs to play more minutes, and if he continues to operate with the same efficiency that he did last year, his numbers should go up, and I, th- I think that will happen. Uh, even though, as we talked about, Purdue's got another seven foot plus uh, big guy in the in the wing waiting to. You know, uh, anchor the new two-headed monster with Trayvon Williams not there. But so uh, yeah, I, but I I, I think Edie e- e does take that step up. You will see him play more minutes. I think he'll be more dominant on both ends of the floor, and that's why he's gonna gonna earn a spot on the first team. I think the e- last.
0: Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I so I I mean I I think you're totally right about Edie. I think it's just a question of of can he hold up, you know, kind of over a season length. He's, he averaged 19 minutes a game last year. And I mean his his per his per minute numbers are crazy. I mean, he averaged 14 points a game, almost 14 and a half points a game in 19 minutes. Uh and he is, you know, obviously is able to take advantage of the college rules of of just kind of being able to stand in the lane on defense and alter shot alter pretty much everything that comes into the rim. So it's gonna come down to whether he can stay out of foul trouble, because again, there's not a proven backup big on that team. And from a from a personal standpoint, I mean He's already he's he's because he's a pretty good free throw shooter, which which helps kind of, you know, you know, with with the with the points per game average. I mean, it'd be awesome just from a watching basketball standpoint if he just became even remotely a three point like threat just because of the height. But I don't see it happening. Um, But I think, yeah, it's it's going to be all about like, can he still shoot 65 percent from two? I mean, there there were some games where he just kind of got stuck in, a, in the mud, so to speak, and and on offense and, and really kind of got bogged down against more athletic defenders. But I think with the, with no Kofi to deal with no Marcus Bingham to deal with, you know, I think that clears the way for him to have a more productive and efficient year inside.
1: And he's a year older. And again, I'm not saying he's going to play 30 plus minutes a year, but if he plays 25 instead of 19, you know, his numbers mm-hmm. will go up. and then I think the last guy that we want to talk about, which is sort of more of an upside pick, but Chris Murray, <laughs> Um, And I think this is somewhat based on the the pedigree of his brother, but also, you know, he, he passes the eye test. I think we really saw him come out at the end of last year and be a key cog in um, Iowa's late season surge that ended with them winning the big 10 tournament. Uh, We'll, we'll look for him to, you know, be that two way wing that, I mean, has all the makings to, you know, be a, a superstar in the conference if, if if it all comes together. Now the team around him and all that stuff, I think, is a huge question mark. But I think we we both see him taking taking a huge jump just because he's got a great all around game.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you want to you want to kind of extend that further, like look at the jump he made last year. I mean, he was playing. He went from three minutes a game to to eighteen minutes a game and and averaged ten point basically ten points on thirty nine percent from three. Now that was be- was that at least in part because a lot of teams are paying attention to the other scoring threats on Iowa. Yeah. But I I don't see a reason why he can't at least take another step and, and become the focal point of that offense and efficiency numbers will likely go down, but I think that he's, he's more than up to the challenge. And we saw, like you said, that late season surge, he was, he was very much a key contributor. So I think that, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of motivation. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't think that he just automatically becomes a top 20 draft pick, but is the upside enough to at least consider him for, for first team all big 10. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I, I mean, so there, the, the official big 10 list had, had some other guys at least worth, worth pointing out. I I mean, you know, we've talked about the differences we had, uh, Jaden Pickett or Jalen Pickett is, is around. Uh, I, if he's on first team all Big Ten, something really bad has happened in this conference. I but I think the other the other at least guy worth considering, another big, so I think it might be hard for him to find a spot on this roster, but uh Cliff O'Marie from Rutgers, he I think I don't know. He's got he's got the pedigree. I think he's at least worth considering for someone that I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up on that list. Couple couple other guys worth, you know, maybe maybe off the beaten path worth keeping an eye on going forward. Hey, one one under the
1: um one just sort of under the radar guy that I keep my eye on um, is, is Hauser on on Michigan state. Um, I, I just, I, I know he's been like a little bit of a disappointment in his time there, but um, and, and, you know, he, he, it, it feels like he's been like in a multi-year shooting slump, but I, I really think with just the attrition they've had on, on their team, I, I think he steps up and plays a bigger role. He's an experienced guy. And, you know, you can, He's a good kind of standstill shooter, can score up the dribble, can create his own shot. Um, I can see him having a big year um, and making a, a, a run at the uh, – maybe a second team
0: all-time. Yeah, person. I mean he shot he shot 41% from three last year, which was honestly shocking to me to read just now because, it, like you said, it seems like he's missed every single shot he's ever taken for a while. But he's got good size. He's someone that Tom Izzo clearly trusts, and – you know, he's still, he's still talented. So I think, I think, yeah, that's, that's another, another under the radar guy to, to keep an eye on for sure. All right, moving on. Uh, Let's, since we've already talked about the first team, let's do picks for player of the year. Uh, Steve, who do you got?
1: I've, I've got trace Jackson Davis, which in a, in a way sort of contradicts what I just said about him, but I think Indiana is going to have a really, really big year. And I think he's, um, he's going to be the guy right at the head of it. Um, I, I don't see him expanding his game to the point where he's like shooting three pointers and all this stuff, but I, I feel like indiana is going to be you know they're all over the preseason previews in terms of like the team to watch for i think they're gonna have a really really big year and i think he's gonna have a lot to do and he's gonna be all over the place on defense he's gonna have you know 20 and 30 point games in, in conference that, that that place is gonna be rocking and i i see him taking the award this year who do you
0: have yeah so i think it's it's interesting because i think we're both picking guys that we have kind of picked apart their games, so to speak. But I I like what you said where it's basically like if if Indiana's going to be as good as everybody thinks he is, or as good as everybody thinks they are, it's going to be largely in part due to Trace Jack and Davis. Um however, that being said, um I think I my pick is Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. Um I believe I made the same pick last year. And uh but I, I really think that like whereas with Indiana they have that continuity and they've got Proven players that will likely at least combine to have a more, um, you know, less one-dimensional uh, offense at least to start. And I mean, their, def- their defense is, is obviously going to still be probably pretty good. But I think Dickinson is going to be relied on early and often, um, especially at the beginning of the year, to set the tone for how Michigan season is going to go. I think, like we've talked about on their, like we talked about on the on their preview. Um, there's a lot of inexperience, uh, whether that's transfers or guys that haven't played a lot of minutes, uh, being elevated into the potential starting lineup, or I mean, freshmen that will likely end up in the starting lineup. And I think Hunter Dickinson, you know, exactly what you're getting, uh, which is, I mean, at at the very, very, very least a dominating interior presence on offense who you can get the ball to, you know, he's going to, you know, he's going to score a lot of points and be efficient inside. And like I said, with expanding his range, I think that you, you know, obviously we saw it last year. I think teams are going to pay more attention and take it more seriously this year. So I think that opens up if he's able to improve his playmaking a little bit and, you know, kind of use his use a shot fake and and set team set someone up or, you know, just kind of get to get to the hoop. I think that there are avenues for him to really kind of put this team on his back, especially early. Um, and if we again, if we even see a modicum of defense, this team can get at least just effort. And like you said, there are the athletic limitations on that end, but I think because he's really going to have to do a lot for this team, especially at the the beginning of the season, I think he's going to be, he's my, he's my contender for that for player of the year.
1: All right. Moving on to coach of the year. Who do you have there?
0: Uh, I believe we were both in alignment on this, uh, but I had Brad Underwood, uh, Illinois. I think, I mean, I know, I know when we talk about this, we usually default to who we think is going to win the conference, but I think if Illinois wins the conference, it will be in large part to the way that Underwood is able to radically alter his approach from last year. And I think that's very impressive that that will be very impressive um, to go from, you know, I, th- I think I saw an interview where he, he said, I think this week at media days that, you know, you went with Kofi, you know, you had basically 20 and 10. How do you replace that? He's going to go, like we talked about with a much more wing heavy offense or wing heavy lineup and rotation uh, and get out and run in transition more. And I think, I think if he can lead them to another conference title, uh, then that will be deserving coach of the year.
1: And I'm, I'm in agreement with you as well there. I just, you know, he's finally got his type of guys. Um, and I, I, I think they're the overall favorite to win the conference. So I've got under one as well. I, 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 mean I, I know we, his apologists have been burned before, um, just by some of his perplexing in-game decisions and um, just his, his track record reached of a team that's like not coached and well-prepared for big games. But I just, you know, their the pedigree on the roster, the talent that they have there. I think, I think Illinois should run away with the conference this year and I think he'll he'll win coach of the year.
0: Uh, all right. So moving on, uh, let's do defensive player of the year. Who do you, who do you have here?
1: So kind of going off of what I said when we talk about first team, I've got I've got Zach Eady as the defensive player of the year, and it's it, it, it kind of a Go Bear like pick for me um, in this regard, in that I just think his presence is going to be so altering on the defensive end. Purdue's not like a historically elite defensive team, but I think just by def- by 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 playing more, um, and by just the like lack of I mean I know we've talked about there are a, probably Less than a handful of high-quality big guys in the conference this year, but I think there are a lot of teams that don't have good big guys. I think he's going to have a ton of blocks this year, but um, I think I think offense is going to be down throughout the conference compared to last year. And I think you know he'll he'll be the anchor on a pretty good Purdue defense. So um, I see Edie taking it away just based on his increased playing time and um and 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 kind of lack of competition that he's going to face in the interior.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's pretty pretty reasonable. Um, and based, you know, the even as we've talked about, like seeing how he already alters alters so many shots in in a kind of a relatively limited sample size of minutes is is impressive. And like and like you've mentioned, with the additional year of experience and hopefully cutting down on some fouls, should lend himself to more to more court time. And uh, that that is a a very good choice in my opinion. Um, I'm gonna go with a a somewhat uncreative pick uh, and pick last year's defensive player of the year to repeat. And that's Caleb McConnell uh, on Rutgers. Uh, We know Rutgers Rutgers hangs its hat on its defense um, and that's doing in in no small part to Steve Peichel's philosophy and ability to get guys to buy in. But I mean, McConnell is, is a nightmare to deal with. I mean, he's never guarded me personally, but he looks like a nightmare to deal with on, on the offensive end uh, he led the conference in steals last year with, with over two a game, added half a block, and was regularly tasked with shutting down uh, the opposing team's best player. And, I mean, I think we saw him do it a lot. Teams did not play well uh, offensively against Rutgers, and that is, again, in at least in in some, some part due to McConnell's individual effort. But also, I will argue that uh, his his team defense aspects are are not to be ignored either. I think he does really well with knowing where to be on the defensive end at all times, um, you know, I mean, and as a fifth year senior, uh, has the basketball IQ to, to kind of make himself a part of a lot of those plays on the defensive end for a historically strong de- defensive team.
1: Pound and nails, uh, Pound and nails. Out. Um, all right. Tell us about your freshman of the year pick.
0: Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I, I kind of went back and forth on this cause obviously like this is going to be a really hard, it's always gonna be a really hard, uh, award to give out because especially with some newer faces coaching in the conference we don't know exactly how a lot of these guys will handle high, very highly touted freshmen and also it's hard because the the guy i picked uh is coming in as a point guard in the Big 10 and and we've mentioned you know how much of this league how much of the success in this league can be dependent on on strong and not, not only strong but consistent point guard play but again i i'm defaulting to the fact that you know, if if Illinois is going to win the Big Ten title, they're really going to need contributions kind of across the board without a bona fide existing superstar. And so that's why my Big Ten Freshman of the Year is going to be Sky Clark. And obviously, there's there's some factors here. Given the first one being the freshman point guard thing, the second one being the uh, recent relatively recent ACL tear that he suffered, but all indications are that he's going to be ready to go by the time the season starts. And I think Underwood's going to give him the keys going to give him the keys right away and he will be ready to kind of help this team push it offensively. And I mean, obviously any, the defense will go, will go a long way into how long he stays on the floor. But I think that the, the upside there is, is too high to ignore. So I am picking sky Clark.
1: It's a say, uh, again, a pedigree pick there. Um, I'm going to go in a little bit different direction and take Jalen hood Shafino. So, um, you know sticking with the Indiana theme and talking about Trace Jackson Davis so you know here, here's basically why I, I think he's he's gonna fit in well so you know he, Indiana's like basically the one lineup other than northwestern that I think returns four starters from last year and and you know he'll slot in at the two and you know he'll, he'll be surrounded by veteran talent and so obviously He'll he'll come in, you know, as a as a talented rookie, he's he's, you know, he's the fifth best guard in the nation and was like a top 30 recruit nationally. So he's he's he comes in highly touted, but I think he's not going to be the first guy that people look to, to shut down on that team. So I think he's going to get a lot of open looks. Um, and, and so he should have everything in place to um, start out well. Um, and, and and I think also you know Indiana is going to have a lot of success this year, and so I think that's going to kind of propel him. I, I think it's it's interesting with these combo guards, right? Because last year we saw Caleb Houston and Max Christie kind of struggle, um, especially getting used to Big Ten play. But I think those those two guys were counted on for a lot. I I don't know that he's going to be counted on. You know, he'll, he'll he'll be counted on to knock down a couple of threes a game. You know, and, and we'll see what his ability is like to, you know, get out in transition. I mean, I can't remember honestly the last time that Indiana's had like a, a recruit like this. Like maybe was it Romeo Langford that was like a recruit? In, ter- in,
0: just- in terms of pedigree, that would yeah. be my. Let's yeah, hold please. Um, yeah, I think I think I think that makes sense. I think that's a really good way to think about it in terms of like freshman productivity is you've got this all this continuity and everyone kind of knows. Who uh, other teams will know uh, exactly kind of what everyone else is going to do. So I think you know there's going to be a lot of attention defensively on 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 Trace Jackson Davis and you know race Thompson to some degree. Uh, and, and also Xavier yes, Johnson, this yeah. and Xavier Johnson, yeah. And uh, also yes, Hood is their ninth highest recruit ever, uh, but their their highest recruit since 2018, Romeo Langford. So
1: yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I think um, hopefully. Now that you know our picks, you at least have some ammunition, as Brett said, go into those Thanksgiving conversations. And uh, but but you know, as we know, the the season's unpredictable, um, and so you know, we'll see what freshman comes out of nowhere to wow us. We'll see what team um, ends up making the tournament that we weren't expecting, and we'll see which you know which guy that maybe wasn't super. Yeah, it was a super big contributor. surprise us all. to Make the first team, Brett. Anything you yep. want to say to close this out?
0: It won't be Jalen Pickett. But no, uh, thanks for sticking with us for for three episodes of season preview. Uh, we're just as excited as you guys are uh, for for basketball season to start. If you can, uh, we would we would love it if you threw us a uh, a review on iTunes. Uh, if you've got questions, you can send it to send them to us at uh, Big Ten Hoops Weekly. I think it's Big One Zero Hoops Weekly. Uh, at gmail.com we'll try and be a little bit more active with the twitter this season and uh let's let's have a season y'all thanks for listening and uh we'll see you after the first week of games